Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Golden Astrologer Podcast. Today is Sunday, December 27th in the year 2020, and I'm broadcasting from lovely Escazú, Costa Rica, where I am not in the bubble bath, <laughs> like last week. And um, this is the final broadcast of the Golden Astrologer Podcast in 2020. The next time I see you all, it will be the 3rd of January, and it is uh, quite uh, the end of the year, you know, the Thursday is the 31st, it's New Year's Eve, and I am certain that people are going to party their brains out because everyone is glad to see this year end. I don't think there is a single person on this earth who, oh, I'm sorry, the year's ending, it's been such a great time. Ah, no, there's none of that this year. People usually party their brains out on New Year's Eve. Anyway, um, but what's happening this time, I believe, is that it will probably be a more sedate New Year's Eve, um, even though the moon will be in Leo on Thursday, and that's a partying kind of moon. Um, it's just one of those times when I think that, you know, everyone's exhausted. No one uh, really knows what's going to happen next year. Everyone's hoping for a better year. Hoping. Everyone is going to demand a better year next year. And I hope, along with everyone else, that we do have a better year next year. Um, but right now, it's this year. And it's the 27th, and the moon is in Gemini, but the sun is in Capricorn. We are just at the beginning of Capricorn, which we started last week on the solstice last Monday, when we had the Jupiter-Saturn conjunction. And the sun is trining Uranus, which is in Taurus. And we do still have a whole bunch of Earth in the sky. You know, uh, the sun is in Capricorn, Mercury's in Capricorn, Uranus is in Taurus, Pluto is in Capricorn. So we still have three planets in Capricorn. Um, although everything is, you know, it's not going to be that type of energy that we've had. So you, there's a noticeable difference in the way things feel now and the way they felt two weeks ago. Now we have the sun in Capricorn and Mercury in Capricorn, but they do that all the time. It's time of year. And, but they are a lighter energy than having Saturn and Jupiter and Pluto all together in Capricorn. And I just think back to a year ago and I'm, I was thinking, you know, the 26th of December last year was an eclipse in Capricorn and it was a new moon at the South Node. And I remember being really tired, you know, because you're usually tired after all the Christmas festivities and the whole year. But this is different. And I just, I remember thinking, well, here comes that Saturn-Pluto. It's coming around the bend. And I had no idea, as no one really had an idea, that a pandemic would be the featuring event of the year. And that pandemic was brought to you by Saturn-Jupiter-Pluto. Um and Saturn and Pluto met on the 9th of January and 10th of January. Well, there was an eclipse, actually, on the 9th, the 10th of January, depending on where you lived. And then the 12th of January, Saturn and Pluto were together. But they were together on that eclipse. And so it wasn't even, the year began with a bang. 2020 be, began with a bang. And not the kind of bang you really wanted, an eclipse with Saturn-Pluto. And, you know, we didn't really understand what was happening. Even within the first month, month and a half, we didn't know what was going to happen. And um, it's, 
really very interesting when you look back a year. So now we're all trying to look forward a year and look forward to the next few weeks and months and hopefully, hopefully as I take in a breath, that we are, we are moving away from this energy. And we are moving away from this energy because I'm sure that you felt as I felt Saturn and Jupiter left Capricorn and they are now in Aquarius. And since we have a nice sun trying Uranus, because Uranus is the planet of innovation and, and lovely aspects, um, our trines, you know, they're smooth and they, they facilitate things and they provide us with opportunities. Um, the sun trying Uranus is the looking forward to something new and innovative and the desire to create something new in your life. And that is 1025 PM tonight, Eastern time. Now, tomorrow, um, we're revving up as the moon goes, the moon's in Gemini now, and it's going to go void tomorrow at 10.01 p.m., but we're revving up for the moon to go into Cancer on Tuesday at 5.28 a.m. because there is a full moon on Tuesday night, and that's the big event of the week, and it's not any ordinary full moon. It is a full moon that is ending the eclipse cycle, so eclipses, as I've said a thousand times before on this podcast, or what feels like a thousand times, eclipse periods begin two weeks prior with the lunation that is before the first eclipse. The first eclipse was the November 30th eclipse, so the lunation prior to that was November 15th. It was a new moon. We have a full moon Tuesday, and this kicks out the eclipse period, and we're done. And I think that's the year going out with a bang. Now, this is very, very important. Why? Because the eclipse is Cancer Capricorn, and we've just been through a Capricorn year, and the nodes change signs from Cancer and Capricorn. So there's going to be some reverberations of this year, and I have to say it. I feel like, I feel like there's something coming over the hill. Um, I feel like there's a hump, and it's like a but a bum, and that's what's coming in the next couple of days, and that's gonna like end the eclipse period and end whatever uh, strife and issues we've been an exhaustion we've been living with in these last few weeks. It has been an exhausting year. It's been an exhausting time, and we're all fatigued. We're fatigued from the news. I don't watch the news. I never watch the news, and occasionally some of it leaks in because that's the way life is. But honestly. I'm not a news watcher or a new, I don't go looking for the news. And so, um, it manages to leak in and, you know, that doesn't mean I'm not aware of what's going on and that, you know, we're, we're completely, uh, out of the woods, you know, we're not. And so I feel that that's how I'm feeling. I'm feeling my intuition, my instincts, and this is a Cancerian full moon. So it's a water sign. It's about instincts. So trust your instincts this week. Trust them as this comes and it comes up and over, you know, it's the tide. It's Cancer. It's the ocean. It's the tide is coming up and over. It's the crab and the crab, you know, burrowing its way into the sand after the, um, you know, after the, after the tide goes out and it's suddenly visible to everyone, the, the crab like hurries, hurries and burrows itself into the sand. And the tide hasn't come in. It hasn't cleared. We don't know what's coming next. There is, you know, it's this end of the eclipse. 
I can promise you something. I don't know what it is. As I sat here a year ago and said, Saturn and Pluto are coming together. That's going to be big. I don't, I'm, something's going to happen. I just don't know what it is. And so, you know, they are triggering. The sun will be in Capricorn. The moon will be in Cancer. And there is this, you know, bottom final note, final drum of 2020. And I really think that's, that's when we're really going to feel the year end after this, whatever it is on this full moon. And my insides feel heavy and my, you know, uh, instincts feel heavy. And I feel like we're just, there's one more shoe to drop. And I don't mean that in a bad way. Maybe there's just like, there's going to be a relief in this. There's, there's usually a release of energy at the eclipse periods. So that eclipse isn't a release, is, is, in, is an, a release at the eclipse. And the moon really being full this week, we're looking at the moon. And every time we're looking up for Saturn Jupiter, we're seeing that moon get bigger and bigger and bigger. And it's getting ready to be full on Tuesdays. So... It's such an intense time. It's been such an intense time. The year has been intense, but these last weeks, I have forgotten what it feels like to have some sort of normalcy um, because the energy's been so nonstop. And so hopefully we are going to get uh, a release and a relief and a, just a calming wave from the ocean of Cancerian energy, you know, the tide as it comes in. And it's just, it, I can just feel something, something's coming up over the horizon. Something's going to be left on the beach after the tide leaves. And, and, um, I'm not sure what that is. So if you're a Cancerian, you probably feel this. I feel this. It's at eight degrees, 53 minutes of cancer, which is about nine degrees of cancer, which is still in the first decanate of cancer. There's you know, it's a sign is 30 degrees. This is within the first 10 degrees. I, this is my North node. So anyone who, and which means that the sun is on my South node. Um, they're close to it anyway. They're not exactly on my nodes, but it's definitely, we're finish up a cycle and we're moving on. And by the time we get to Thursday, whatever's happening on Tuesday is going to be reverberating. And I just think that maybe it's like, you know, it's something, something very powerful could be happening. So fasten your seatbelts. It's not over yet. This year is unstoppable. It is not over. We're, we've got another aspect and that's ending the eclipse period and that's it. And then the moon will oppose both Saturn and Jupiter when it goes into Leo. You know, it's going into Leo at 1.58 PM Eastern time on Thursday. And it is going to oppose both Saturn and Jupiter. And that's going to happen, you know, at 5 and 7 p.m. respectively and Eastern time. And these are really powerful aspects. Um, you know, the moon will have had its moment with the full moon, but, but then it's moving. It's, gonna, it's just going to give us that last zing on New Year's Eve when it opposes Saturn and Jupiter. And this is the first time that the moon is opposing Saturn and Jupiter. On Christmas Eve, it squared them. So we're going, here we go again, you know, every week it's going to be something goes in fixed signs and it's going to fit in with that Saturn Jupiter, but that won't be all year because, um, they're going to, they're going to start separating in February. So, um, so that's it. You know, the big 
full moon is going to finally end the eclipse cycle. And then we move to another eclipse cycle mid next year, 2021. But we're not looking towards that yet. We've got a long way to go. And God knows every day is something different. So as we experience this, we look at our week and that's the big aspect. The other thing is that Venus is going to square Neptune on the 30th, Wednesday. The moon will still be in Cancer, but Venus, Venus isn't sad. And Venus is going to square Neptune because Neptune's in Pisces. So this is a, a pretty big you know, this is a last hurrah for Venus this year because she's, you know, and, and it's not just any old like square. She's going to touch the, you know, the south node, the north, yeah, the south node. The, the south node in Sagittarius. Venus will come to the south node in Sagittarius as she's squaring Neptune. So this is an interesting dynamic. Right now the moon is in Gemini and it's going to oppose Venus hours and hours from now. So in the middle of the night, my time, or, but maybe the beginning of your day if you live in New Zealand or something. So, um, but this is really something because Venus isn't just going to square Neptune. She is coming to the South Node. So this is another thing. This is different. This is not part of the eclipses. This is not part of the, um, well, it's kind of sort of part of the eclipses because this we had the solar eclipse new moon on the 14th and that was at the south node so venus will be touching that eclipse point um and but not for several days because it has to venus has to get to 23 degrees and she's only at 15 now but the nodes are at 19 the north node is at 19 gemini the south node is at 19 sag uh neptune is 18 pisces and Venus is going to be touching that Neptune. So Wednesday is going to be very interesting. That could be fated love, fated creative partnerships. Um, do not get sucked in to something irresponsible, overindulgent, and um, foolish because Venus will go to the south node and square Neptune. Venus Neptune is like, you know, the best use of that is something creative. Write a new song, write a new poem, uh, read a good book, paint a picture, scribble on a scratch pad. If you're not artistic, go watch a movie, <laughs> you know, go dig in your garden, do something creative. The south node Venus wants us to spend money we don't have. The south node Venus wants to false for someone in an impossible relationship, especially square Neptune, fantasy time, you know, be careful, be careful. Um, I think that we are really just having the last hurrah of the year this week. And we just, we can't wait to say goodbye to it. <laughs> so one of the things that we have to pay attention to is our behavior and, you know, not allow it to get out of control. Um, on New Year's Eve, because you know what? Venus is going to still be squaring Neptune. It's an exact square at 519 a.m. Eastern time on Wednesday, but it's still squaring it on New Year's Eve. It'll be a degree later. It'll be past its peak square. It'll be past the uh, partile aspect, but it's conjunct the south node. It's going towards the south node. 
and it's going to be something, you know, maybe a little overindulgent. Don't get too drunk on New Year's Eve. You know, I don't think that there's going to be big crowds of people celebrating partying in, in Times Square. At least I don't think the city of New York is going to allow that to happen due to the pandemic. And I don't think there are going to be huge parties. I think that people are not going to do that. Um, but that doesn't mean people won't try. And that doesn't mean people won't set off fireworks and firecrackers. And it won't be noisy. It'll be noisy. It's always noisy. You know, one person can make a lot of noise with fireworks in their house, in their backyard. And so there will be people making noise. There will be people who want to get so drunk they can't remember this year. And I, I can appreciate that. I don't think it's the wisest of ideas. But the wisest of ideas is to dream a big dream for yourself with this full moon ending the eclipse cycle, with this Venus going to the south node and opposing the north node, still going to the north node, the north node in Gemini, write down, as in Gemini, what you want to manifest for the new year. And think about what you really want to create in the new year and feel it. See, the idea behind manifestation isn't just writing it down. It's about feeling it. You know, you could say, oh, I've been trying to manifest a new job for the last 10 years. I don't understand. You have to feel that job as if it's happening all over you. It's all over you. It's coming out of your pores. It's you know, leaking out of your tear ducts. It's, you know, coming out of your ears, like, you know, every, everything else, like every, every cell and every part of your being needs to feel that new job or that new relationship or that new car or that new home or whatever. But you have to feel it. You have to feel that you are ready to create something. And it's, and especially with Venus square Neptune, you have to feel that. And it's so creative. It's so creative. So you can't just think and write it down and expect it to show up. You have to feel the desire to go someplace, do something, make something, be with someone, have a new experience. You have to feel it happening in your heart, in your hands, in your pores, and in your sleep. It's all, all there. Um, and you have to trust that what comes, you know, you have to trust and know that what's happening for you is, um, is you know, what you wanted, what you expected. If you, you don't fall in love with it, the right falling in love, not infatuated Venus, Neptune. The, if you don't fall in love with it, then, you know, it can't, give you what you want, you know, an opportunity could come and you could be like, nah, yeah, it's not really, it's not really what I was trying to manifest. Um, but if you need a job and you manifest a job, maybe the, the regular, the real job that you want just hasn't arrived yet. So, um, the moon is in Leo, 1.58 PM Eastern time. It'll be void from 8.45 AM in Cancer. This is all Eastern time. And so in the morning for most of the day, um, it will be void. And then 1.58 p.m. it will go into um, Leo and we're going to see something, you know, something else, the opposition of Saturn and the moon to Saturn and the moon to, to Jupiter. And then we go to, um, we go to the first 
and there's not a whole lot going on on the first. We will be still with the moon in Leo, and that's a good thing. Um, but we we aren't really um, seeing like you know there's no. Saturn and Jupiter are not going to conjunct again. That was a one-time thing, and I hope you've been watching it. Um, you can see it in the sky. They're very close. Um, but it's going to be, you know, Moon and Leo making a relatively good aspect, you know, throughout the day to the nodes on, on Friday, the 1st. And, then, you know, everyone will probably be sleeping on the first because of what they did on the 31st and hopefully look for a symbol in your life of something that is completely new that there is something new coming in the year that something powerful is coming for you and it's um it's not a big day astrologically as far as other things happening um, it is really about, you know, the moon making a good aspect to Venus and then eventually to Mars and the moon will be in, in Leo, uh, on Saturday until later in the day. Um, it'll go void, you know, in the afternoon and before it goes into Virgo and stuff later. But, but What's interesting is Venus is going to approach that eclipse point. So Venus will be at 22.54 and 23 by next Sunday, like between Saturday and Sunday, Venus will go to the 23 degree mark of the eclipse in Sagittarius. So that's not for another week. And so that's something to just pay attention to, whatever was going on the day of the eclipse for you. Venus will probably touch that again on uh, between Saturday and Sunday of next weekend, the first weekend of January, the first weekend of the new year. And so what do we do? Well, we think about what's happened this year and we bid it farewell and we don't dwell on it and we don't keep reliving it as if, you know, there's a certain amount of trauma associated with this year. And the thing you don't want to do is keep calling it back. <laughs> you don't want to call this year back into next year. Obviously, if you have an ongoing situation that has, you know, not cleared itself up, if, you know, you want to clear that up and still continue to work with those energies. Um, but the one thing that we do have to be aware of, we have to be, and I know people are going to hate me for saying this, is but you got to be grateful. There's got to be an ounce of gratitude in this. And, you know, gratitude for what, Deb? For ruining our lives? For, and where did this come from? You know, you can't point a finger, okay? You can't point a finger at a country because of, you know, like China. People want to point a finger at China, okay? Um, you can't point a finger at someone or something or the rules in your own country. You can't point a finger. We can't. The universe has its own ideas, and you can't just say, you know what, uh, you know what, I'm so angry at so-and-so or such-and-such or blah, 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 or, you know, this person for handling it, that one for mishandling it or not handling it. or Forget it. It's a pandemic, for Christ's sake. It, it's a virus. 
It's like how people felt when, you know, in 1918 or 100 years ago, when people got the Spanish, what they call the Spanish flu, they blame the Spanish. Blame the Spanish. I think that started in China as well. That was the first case of it anyway. Um, that doesn't mean we get to blame China. But remember what happened back then. People were in World War One, and they were like men in the trenches were right next to one another. And they had the flu. You know, they caught the flu from each other. But this is a virus. It is something that is, you know, it's, it, it's, they float around in the air. They, this is how it happens. And sometimes they get really bad. And we can't point a finger. You can't point a finger at a, a, at a virus. <laughs> but we can say, the only thing we can do is take care of ourselves and create a better year. And the gratitude part comes in for what you do have and what you can create. I'm sitting here and knock wood, I haven't had a cold or anything all year. Maybe you haven't either. A lot of people, I don't know many people that got sick this year, okay, in my life, like got, got even like, you know, a head cold. So if you stayed healthy this year, you have that to be grateful for. You know, your health it should be the number one thing. If you've been healthy, if you had COVID and you've recovered and you're healthy, then hey, you have something to be grateful for. And I'm not saying people who have COVID or have been through COVID, I'm not saying that you don't have gratitude. You have gratitude for being alive, you know, and everyone has gratitude for being alive right now. And everyone has, and we should always have gratitude for being alive and, and for the joy of life. And it doesn't, you know, just because we have a life doesn't mean that we were given something that isn't going to end at some point, you know, and it doesn't mean that we're going to always be happy and always be ecstatic and always life has its ups and downs its hills and valleys its peaks and valleys it's you know this is the way it is but we all have something in our lives to be grateful for and i'm using you know our health as the first example because that's what's been most threatened this year for everyone and there is um you know i'm not bragging or anything i haven't been sick you know, there are plenty of times when I get sick and no one, no one gets sick and I get very sick. <laughs> so be grateful for your well, your well-being, be grateful for your friends, be grateful for the people you love, whoever they are, the people who love you back. Be grateful for your dog that runs happily to see you when you walk in the door or your cat that comes over and says, well, you're home. Good. It's about time. I need to be fed. Um, your, your parakeet, your, the birds in your garden, the plants in your garden, the people you talk to on the phone that make you laugh, the, be grateful for all of it. Be grateful for your own sense of self and your own sense of life and that you have a life, um, no matter how old you are and who you are and what you do. There's always something to be grateful for. And, you know, Venus and Neptune, well, I would say that's pretty darn signature of gratitude. That is, that's a signature of gratitude. Neptune is, Neptune is the gratitude for the universe, you know, for, for the unknown things that are good that can happen to us. There are some unknown good things that can happen. Um, and... You don't know. You may turn a corner and fall in love. You may turn a corner and run into a friend you haven't seen in a really long time. You may turn a corner and meet a new friend. 
you may turn a corner and find a lost kitten and you want to take it home. Um, you may, you know, anything. You may turn a corner and find a hundred bucks. And that's not just a lucky day. That's the universe speaking to you. So at every moment, listen to the universe speaking to you and listen to what the universe is saying in the synchronicities. You can't make them up. When things happen, there's no such thing as coincidence. There's synchronicities and they are there because we created them on an unconscious level. So our, our thoughts can make us healthier and happier and, um, and we have to pay attention to them and we have to take good care of our thoughts and our brain. So I'm telling you, don't party your brains out on the 31st. Please don't do that. Don't make the situation work worth that worse don't make the situation worse make the situation work <laughs> make this somehow people have managed to make this blasted year work for them and congratulations to those who have done that and be grateful that you've been able to do that and maybe remember jupiter pluto three times this year remember putting the light in the closet remember discovering something that you didn't know was there and a resilience you didn't know you were that was there we're all in this together and we all are coming out of this, you know, mostly, mostly together. And we are all together going forward into a new year. So we have to be grateful for that because things do end. Stuff does not stay and not go away. It changes, it morphs, it moves. So years end and months end and weeks end and days end and hours end and, you know, pandemics end. And so new things, you know, new things come. We are to be grateful for the fact that once something comes, it doesn't mean it's going to be around forever, you know? So we just have gratitude in our hearts for what we do have and what we can create. And, you know, you know, gratitude is is a form of, you know, you say thank you when someone gives you a gift. You, last week, if you had Christmas, you said thank you when someone gave you a gift. So have gratitude for something that's not in your life yet. Gratitude is all, you know, if you say, I'm grateful for that new job, even though it's been 10 years that I've been asking for it, and I'm grateful for that new job, well then be grateful, even if it's not in your lap yet. Be grateful for that new job because you are, don't focus on the, oh, I don't have a new job yet. <laughs> Be grateful for having the new job and it will, it will show up. You'll turn that corner and it'll be a new job instead of a lost kitten <laughs> and maybe a new job and a lost kitten. So, um, happy new year. I am grateful for all of you. Much love to all of you. And we'll see what happens at the full moon. Get through this Venus Neptune and we're going to see you on the other side of this in 2021. Be blessed, be happy, be grateful. Thank you for listening.